Right. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for uh, thank you so much for being um, being uh, chatted to. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for asking me. <laughs> chatted, chatted with, I should say. Chatted with. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. And um, and congratulations on your on your book. Thank you. It's um, it's it's been a lovely experience. That you, you never quite know when you put a book out there. You never quite know whether everyone's going to hate it. Um, <laughs> but thankfully, this one people seem to like. So it's been a very nice experience, which has been which has been great. You've had some lovely reviews on uh, Amazon, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. There, there 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 are some negative ones out there because, of course, you know. I go looking for them and I find them. So somebody described it as silly, <laughs> but a lot of people seem to like it. And I, you know, I will go with that and I will take the, the general positive wave towards it um, because it is, I kind of understand it probably wouldn't be everyone's cup of tea, but for people who like this sort of stuff, they seem to like what I've done. So that's, that's the important bit. I think. They absolutely do. It, I mean, it's been rave reviewed on Amazon uh, and uh, yeah. as far as I can see, and uh, what, what, for, for average of five stars, is it? It's, it's something like 4.9 out of five, which is, which Round is really good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's five stars. It's five stars. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's getting really, it's getting more, more positive reviews than the first book. Which I, which I am genuinely surprised about because I thought the first book was more kind of mainstream and kind of a bit safe because that was very much in my kind of comfort zone. Uh, this one was very much out of my comfort zone um, oh. and was, was a, as the book says, it was a journey. So it was something I was kind of discovering as I went along rather than something that I knew absolutely what I was doing. So mm. the fact that this one's got a better, better reviews than the first book is, is nice because it means mm. that that risk was worthwhile. Mm, that's very interesting i mean the whole thing's interesting but but um yes now i confess i haven't read the first book but i jolly well will after i've now that i've read this one um they're, they're very different things they're, they're mm. totally totally different uh things the first one is a book about well it's called the ritual of writing writing as a spiritual practice because i used to be a creative writing teacher oh. so it, it's how to use stories and writing specifically kind of in a pagan druidy context to help understand the seasons and the wheel of the year and these kind of um, pagan festivals that we have so it's um it came from a place where i realized how important storytelling was to me in my spirituality anyway so why do i love christmas so much well my first memories of christmas are of stories about the nativity they're not presents although the presents are nice it's that story and that every year that story really gets me and the same easter i love the easter story it's, it's a, an amazing story so it was my attempt to bring that depth of storytelling and magic if you like into this new kind of area that i just found so that for me was a little bit safe because that's kind of what i'd done whereas the bear book was totally out left field and the spiritual the writing is a spiritual practice book that was that was published what a year ago was it just over 2019 so just before the pandemic oh. um, so um they kind of uh, just as i launched the first one then i started writing the second one so my, my publisher takes about uh once you finish once you submit your manuscripts it takes about 12 months to come through because they do a lot of promotion behind the scenes for you so um yeah the first one came out in 2019 and this one the bear book came out this year 2021 it's very interesting the whole perhaps we'll come back to the whole 
you know the, the kind of gestation of a book notion yeah. which is jolly interesting and and, and your 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 concept i mean one of the reasons i i will i will read i will purchase and read the first book is because this 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 one is so well written uh, if i if i may say that's going to sound very patronizing but uh <laughs> I, I genuine as a reader i genuinely found that and um and it did make me think crikey this the the, the depth the depth of thought that's that this requires to write has intrigued me about the notion of it being a spiritual practice i was reading the other day yesterday actually funny enough somebody reading about writing about journaling and how about how you know that is so many of us are in uh, do that but yeah. well perhaps we'll do another podcast about that book i'm, I'm straying i'm straying away from from where i wanted to go today which is to celebrate this this uh, this book and what i thought i'd do andrew if that's okay is to uh is because now, although I haven't read the bought the first one, I've made up for that. I hope in some small way because I've bought two copies of the oh. of the bear book. <laughs> Wonderful Kindle, <laughs> Kindle and and the uh, and the actual book. You know, yeah. uh, it is a very uh, very exciting thing. And I thought, if you don't mind, I'd, I, I I mean, I could have highlighted the whole darn thing really, because every single page I turned. I thought, oh, yes, oh, <laughs> yes. That was one reaction I had. And the other reaction was, oh, my goodness, is that so? Oh, my. So it's this, you give me, who I suspect is the average reader, I'm not, I'm not as, I'm not as uh, versed as, as the, your, the, your previous conversationalist on the Druid podcast, mm. but it really opened my eyes. Fantastic. So let, let's 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 jump to a few places where 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 that was the case. Okay. Uh, in it's just maybe go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. When you talk about it from the uh, introduction, really about about archaeology, and it struck me that kind of what you're doing is a bit kind of archaeology through through text and through idea. Is that is that is that right? Yeah. But I mean, spot on. I mean, I, I frame it as a as a journey, but it is kind of digging back through layers um, to get to with Artio. Uh, in, in, you know, Artio is a bear goddess, um, a Celtic bear goddess that is noted in five inscriptions, only five inscriptions and one statue. So we have her name on these five walls uh, and on a on a statue. Um, and then Artaus, who is the male, but we think he was a male bear god because there is literally only one inscription for him. So uh, in, a way I'm, in a way, I'm kind of doing reverse archaeology. What I'm doing is I'm building up. So I'm saying literally we have these very few fragments of information about these, uh, these deities, these bear deities. And so what I look at is how we can build up that understanding of what they were by looking at associations that they have, by looking at similar deities that were in the Celtic world, as well as kind of more broadly, um, kind of in, in different cultures around the world. So it's and, and also from fragments that have survived into kind of modern day. Mm. Um, so with modern presentations of bears in, in the media uh, and how those give us a hint as to quite who Artio and Artoism may have been. So it is archaeological, but it's kind of reverse. I've got to try to build them up rather than digging down into them. But exactly as you say, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but but it's that, that's so true that 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 it's like one of these things where people say, try not to think of a pink elephant. That's all you can think of. Um, 
And when you, ever since I, when I was kind of halfway through, I was thinking, oh, yeah, and looking around my room and thinking, yeah, well, Kira's got a bed full of teddy bears. And yes, yeah. they, there is the Warwickshire bear and there's the bear pit. And it's everywhere. You flipping look once you. It is. <laughs> as it is, you say. It's all, it's all hidden in, in plain sight. It's there yes. and yes. it's around us. And I never, I never questioned why Warwickshire has a bear as its kind of sigil until I started doing this book. And, right. you know, for for a while, I tried to chase down why the local theatre was called the Bear Pit. I was wondering if there was a, a connection there, which doesn't, there doesn't seem to be, but unless it's just through the Warwickshire Bear. But it was like, we are surrounded by all these bears. And it was just a case of, like, right, well, let's look at them and let's see what they're telling us, really. Absolutely. And incidentally, just to name check one, one of our mutual friends, I think, I gather for, it was John Connard who came up with the idea for the bear pit. In, in, oh, in was a, it? A hostelry with Pam Hickson and, uh, and, and David and one or two others. <laughs> they were thinking, <laughs> what should we call it? But there it is. It's a great name. <laughs> it is a great name because yeah. there is something, the more you think about it, and your book, your book tempts, us to, tempts us to think deeply about these things, the more there is this resonance. And then I'm doing a kind of overview, I think, really, before I go into it. But then, and you talk about, then you write so helpfully about all the different fictions and um, sayings and, and films that, uh, and music that, uh, that this beautiful animal appears in. Think, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Because for, take, to take another example that you open my eyes to, the hidden in plain sight thing is a fantastic uh, way of putting it. But Northern Lights, you know, struck, that was one of the most that, that was one of the most important books of, well, is one of the most important series of books in my life, mm. and the bear in that book is absolutely critical, isn't it? He is, he is, and he's in a way he's the one that everybody come. Although we all love Lyra, obviously, and Pan, he's the one that you come away going, I want more from Yorick Bernison. <laughs> you know, he's the one that you desperately want. Uh, to kind of reappear again. So when he does appear in the yes. latest books, you're like, brilliant. <laughs> He's yes. yes, yes, you do. And you beautifully contrast that in the in the chapter that appears in, I think, with uh, Paddington Bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm, laugh I'm laughing, but that's all part of it, is it? Do you think, is that... Yeah, I, I, I think so. And you were saying about teddy bears. Yes. You know, we, we have... A lot of our, our children's characters are, you know, they're teddy bears like Paddington, like Rupert, like Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Um, I bring in Mary Plain in this book as well. I talk about her. She's kind of disappeared a bit now. But, you know, and, and it, why is that? Well, like you say, there is this synergy between us. We kind of see ourselves in them somehow. And as, as you'll know from the book, that goes back millennia. Mm -hmm. um, that's something that people have been, have been drawing attention to. For, for centuries um, that there is this connection between us and them and there is a similarity and we have bears as our friends you know rather and that they're kind yes. of knife things yeah yes in the way that we don't other animals or not yeah. I mean, other animals like dogs and cats come into it but in terms of familiarity actually the word familiar is an interesting one isn't it too because mm. of course that's got interesting origins hasn't it you know yes i yeah i obviously i'm i'm kind of pagany um and I have a lot of people talk about things like power animals and spirit animals. Mm. I kind of find that a little bit strange because that's drawing from a completely different yeah. culture. I actually like to use the word familiar mm. that you've just used because it is more of a, 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 a British Isles based word for that. 
uh, relationship with that animal. That's what we called them. They were our familiars. And I think that is a really interesting word. Interesting. How interesting. Well, that, I'm, I'm fairly, I'm a fairly uh, predictable sort of chap. So let's kind of, let's take it a bit further forward in the book there where you, I'm going to miss it. Obviously I'm not going to do it justice. I, so, I do apologize, Andrew, because That's right. <laughs> uh, as I said to you, or may have said just now, every single page I turned, I thought, oh my goodness, there's gold here. It is, it is like Time Team, which I'm a big fan <laughs> of. And you find, and, and every page, it's you. I don't know who you would equate to in Time Team. Uh, <laughs> you're not funny. Phil. I think that's clear. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, you dig up these jewels and you think oh, crikey yes crikey yes you know <laughs> in terms of the historical records you write surprisingly little evidence exists for a celtic goddess named artio and i'm so glad you said it because i wasn't sure how to pronounce it <laughs> and that which does can be confusing to, confusing to follow it feels at time like and you have this beautiful part of your beautiful style if i may say it feels at times like tracking paw prints through a forest. Mm. And in this case, however, the paw prints are scarce. Yes. <laughs> sparse, you say, yes. <laughs> tracking paw prints through a forest. Would it be too far-fetched to say that you felt in some way, that's how it comes across, led in some way, you know, that you're following somebody who's beckoning you on? Yes. I mean, I mean, it's, the, I mean, this. The, I came across this book very practically. It was like, well, what am I going to write about? What's my second one about after the first one? Where do I go? And I'd done a lot of research into, or I'd read a lot of other books in this series because it is kind of a very loose series. And I was like, well, I want to write a book about a god or a goddess. I, that, that's kind of what I want to do. But I didn't know which one. And the only name that kept coming up was Artio. And it, it kind of, I just assumed there would be loads. And then I kind of went, well, there's nothing. And <laughs> so I'm putting this book proposal to write a book on, on Artio and there's nothing there. So it was this case of things just popped up as I was writing. Hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a story in the, in the book, um, which you probably read, where um, I kind of missed a train at Basel and was ready to turn around and go home. It's a very long way, but I wasn't enjoying myself when I found this picture of a bear going, I love you, big yes. bear hug, yes. which was like it was pulling me through to, to yes. burn. Yes. Um, there was another bit where I was writing and all of a sudden I kept getting these pop-ups on, on Facebook saying the bears are back in England. And I was like, what is this? And it was like all of these things just kind of kept appearing or popping up just at the point when I needed to access them. It was, it was very strange, but it was like being led. That's very, why the, the book starts with this sense of it, this is my journey. This is how yes. I've done it because yes. it felt like I was being led to somewhere. Yes, but you do pull off. This wonderful balance of it being a very it's a very i mean it's a very i mean this in the best possible way it's a very easy read because it's very compelling um it, it's 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 extraordinarily erudite of course and it references all kinds of things that make you curious about them for example just this just in on the in the same bit when you write about you know, you really made me go back to these these uh, to these cave paintings. You know that, that you you write about. Um, I think it's you're quoting somebody here, possibly that that uh, the, the Neanderthal man revered the cave bear as, and you have this lovely phrase. I'd love to know where this comes from. Master of animals, yeah. as <laughs> as far back as seventy thousand years. Yeah. How do we know that? How do we know seventy thousand? Yeah. That's that's where it's that's where it's been archaeologically dated to wow. the, the findings in these caves. And the interesting thing, which, again, you'll know, is that that 
those caves are very close to where um obviously several thousand years later very close to where the statue of Artio was found and several thousand years after that where the city of Bern which is named after a bear settled mm. so you have all of this bear stuff kind of bubbling up in the same area over centuries that's is that is that the story you tell of 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 coming across the artifact the bear art the bear statue is that the, is that the one where you it, it where you're you stumble across it and and uh you were about to turn back that story where you're about to turn back yes. and then you and then it appears yes that's that's that was in basel um and i had my last train to get i'd been traveling since something ridiculous like five o'clock in the morning uh, and i'd missed my train to basel and i just had to stand and wait and i just wanted to i just i wasn't feeling happy <laughs> i was like i really i'm not a good traveler this is what i've done <laughs> about myself i hate travel um and there was this there was this card that I was, I was leaning against a window and inside that window was this, this card which said, um, I love you big bear hugs. And with these two bears kind of like with their arms around each other. And it was like, this bear is almost reaching out for me Interesting. Um, to kind of pull me, draw me on that last bit going, don't worry, it'll be fine once you get here, just come on, come through. Mm. So uh, yeah, it was like, okay, right. This train pulled in, I went and got on it. And then I had a lovely couple of days in Bern after that, feeling much mm. better than I had on the journey in. So. And am I, am I remembering this right from the book, that there was a sense in which it was not, it was almost taken for granted by the kind of locals. Is that, they, they, it didn't, they, they were so used to it, but for you it was, of course, this terribly profound thing. Yeah, well, they, um, Bern, is, Bern is full of bears. It has three wild bears and a massive park in the middle of, of the city. Um, it's got bear statues, it's got um, uh, bear paint, literally bear murals, everywhere you go, the bear is, bear is all over Bern. And to the point where actually they, a lot of the locals didn't even know yes. that this statue was mm -hmm. in that museum. So mm -hmm. um, they're talking to the, the lady who was running my B&B, and she said, what are you doing here? It's not, not quite like that. You know? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Um, but why, why have you come to Bern? Um, and I said, <laughs> well, I'm writing a book about the bear goddess in your museum and she was totally stunned had no clue that it was there um and Good for Lord. me it was it what and while i'd sat there with this statue three people i've been in there for an hour only three people came into that exhibit and not one of them looked at that statue Good Lord. Mm. and it's like you've got this this goddess that belongs here that belongs to this town and no one knows she's here so it was, it, hopefully Hopefully now they do. <laughs> yeah. I, there yeah, is now a... Sorry, carry on. No, no, no. I, well, you, you, I was just going to... Because my next bit was exactly that bit with, that we're on now. So, And, and, and perhaps you'd say a little bit more about this bit. It's so fascinating. Once settled, it's kind of spiritual archaeology. That's the phrase I'm... I, that's that's the, it. I like that. You know, it's... Because... Anyway. Uh, once settled... I began to ask, this is the story you're, you're in now, I think. Yeah. I began to ask if Artie was present, and the answer was immediate. The same figure who had appeared to me when I'd asked for protection on that dark night at home appeared again, but far more powerfully. She was absolutely enormous, towering, head and shoulders over the streets of the city, so that I had to look up, and I'm not going to attempt the pronunciation here, over the roofs of... That street, yeah. That street, yes. <laughs> to I've see never her. pronounced it, I've only ever spelt it. 
I hope I can convey this. Then you say, to finish that paragraph, there was a rainbow quality to her pelt Ooh. and she was resplendent in a regal headband. Who doesn't want to know more about that? That's <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, unpack that a bit. What was going on there with... There is, the, there is this bit which some people find very weird, so please just go with this, <laughs> which is one of the ways that I, um, I have, one of the reasons I knew it was Artia that I had to write about is that she has appeared to me. Now, you can say that that is either like my imagination or whatever, but um, when I first called on a god to, to look after my home while I was away from it, I saw this giant bear kind of standing over my house, mm. roaring. And that was art. Oh, and she's always worn this headband. In fact, the, the, the front cover design is, I kind of tried to convey that to the artist. And so she's kind of put that headband onto her. Yeah, I was, I was just on the streets of Bern. It was just when I'd got there, I'd got my meal and I was like, okay. I was still feeling quite nervous and quite unsettled. And I was like, have I done the right thing? Have I come to the right place? And it just felt, I, I was kind of sitting on this street, just slightly under the lip of the building. And it was just like she appeared over the streets to me. And I was looking up to her up there rather than kind of envisioning her kind of standing over my house. It was like she was towering above me. And there was just this kind of sense of energy from her, from the bear that was in this place. And it, I kind of saw it as, like I say, this kind of rainbow. It, the rainbow was like running through her fur. It was just, mm. it was a, a very strange experience. Oh, uh, I see. Yes. I get the front cover now. Yeah. 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 Mm. So that's, that's why she's, she's got that head. Cause I, I kind of always see with it kind of like this beaded feathered headdress on for some reason. Um, and it was, it was just this huge figure standing. And, you know, like I say, there are bears everywhere in that city. So it was almost like that energy rose up all around me when I asked for it. I don't want to delve too much into this because it sounds like an intensely personal experience that may become less powerful the more you talk about it. But it is very, very interesting. Was it a frightening experience? Was it comforting? Was it a mixture? It was. It was. It was very comforting. It wasn't because, like, I'd spent the entire well, I'd spent two days feeling really on edge. As I said, I'm not really a great traveller. Um. I don't really like leaving my home very much. And that was even mm. before lockdown. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's like when I, when I go away, um, I've got these cats and, you know, I just like, just, I just want to make sure everyone's safe. Mm. So I'd, I'd broken that journey up. I'd gone from Stratford to London and stayed overnight in London. So I'm furiously texting home to make sure everything's all right. <laughs> um, and then the following day I went from London to Bern. So I'd spent two days being away from home and just panicking, really, mm -hmm. about the fact that I wasn't there to look after everything and was everything going to be all right and I'm a very long way away now and all of that sort of thing. Um, so to go from, from this, this difficult journey to actually sitting there in a, in a, in a place with street names that I can't pronounce, and, <laughs> you know, I'd learned German, I'd learned very broad German, but I'd done it through Duolingo, so all I really could say was are the strawberries fresh <laughs> uh, which didn't really come in useful and so I'm just sitting on this street going oh have I done the right thing have I done the right thing so I asked yeah you know are you there have I come to the right place and oh. so it was a really lovely welcoming experience wow there is always a sense of terror with bears because you yes. because they're big things but 
it was it was a lovely experience it was it was very reassuring you don't want life to be predictable or kind of uh two-dimensional do you i mean this this the the bear is this you know um the bear particularly when obviously standing on two legs it has a very human mm. uh mm, well frame as i suppose anything yes. i would say or i suppose i'd be more elegant in terms of the what your book's teaching me just put it the other way around we resemble the bear perhaps mm. in inadequate ways <laughs> <laughs> because they're, they're like us. i mean this is why they make such good gods i think because they're yes. like us like they, they stand up they're the only animal that really stands on their back legs like huh. us so they they have a but they are enormous and they're yes. clearly much more powerful than us yeah. so in terms of if you think of celtic society in this area and in central europe they are the top predator and everything is oh. below them so this is why they are the master of of animals and they're kind of the master of us in some ways because unless we go at them in any great number then that bear is going to win that battle pretty much but But also uh, unless we treat them and this is what so it's a beautiful segue into the next thing that jumped at me so let's 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 go to here um this is a bit where you write about this the celtic experience well you write a lot about it but um and very beautifully as well having only one inscription to our how do I say it? Uh, Artaus. Artaus. Having only one ex- uh, inscription to Artaus should not necessarily come as a surprise. And this did come as a surprise. <laughs> do not forget, there are over 300 Celtic gods mm. who only appear once in the historical record. Wow. Yep. Wow. What yep. was the, I mean, what, what, teach me and therefore both my listeners, because as you know, sometimes this show hits single figures. It's, uh, <laughs> remarkable uh, and the other person who listens to it is me uh, <laughs> downloading it through another platform <laughs> 300 celtic let's yeah. get into the meat of this celtic gods um, okay. experience how do you how is god the right word is god is god's a word they used uh, i suppose it's impossible to define it easily but to a thicko mm. like me how would it be best to understand we I think because we are, we come from a Christian background and before that Roman, we, and we've got all the Greek influence as well. We tend to think of gods in pantheons. So there are like gods that were worshipped everywhere. Like when we see, when we talk about Greece, there's Zeus and Hera and Apollo and, and they were all kind of, uh, um, everyone kind of knew them. With the Celts, it's a lot more local. So that's why there's 300. So our Taoist has this, is basically the only evidence we've got of him is in a place in uh, southern France, which is called uh, Beau Croissant, which sounds like the most beautiful place, beautiful croissant, there we go. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that, that's it. That's, what, that's where his, um, his influence extends to. Artio is really burn and up into Germany and kind of, it kind of goes in a straight line over towards Luxembourg. So it's not like Artio was worshipped everywhere there were other bear gods we think in england um in britain so they were much more local than they were um regional if yes. you like. um, yes. and so they could appear as animals they could appear as streams they huh. could appear as woods that they, they're connected to all sorts of different elements as well so um this process that the romans did of aligning them with so our was uh, connected to mercury 
because he's similar to Mercury. Well, that's the assumption, I suppose. Um, whereas a lot, a lot of other gods and goddesses have the same things happen. So they're connected to Roman gods who are presumably similar to them, who have similar qualities. <laughs>